This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 19th, 2015. The Seuss Connection, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Good morning, Connection Church. This morning we're going to read a story I think you all know pretty well. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Every who down in Whoville liked the whole Christmas season. Not the Grinch to the north, though. No one knows the real reason. Of the many suggestions, the most likely of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, when it came Christmas Eve, the Grinch had a desperate plan up his sleeve. Instead of a day of toys, noise, and feast, the people of Whoville would wake to the least delightful Christmas they'd ever known, thanks to the Grinch and the plan that he'd sown. So he dressed up like Santa, his coat and his hat, put antlers on his canine, and just like that, he loaded some empty bags and old sacks on a ramshackle sleigh as he hitched up old Max. They went down the mountain and slid into town. Everything was quiet. It was all settled down. He took all the trees and the food for the feast. He took all the presents. He took the roast beast. It was quarter past dawn when he packed up his sled. He was heading for home with the Who's still in bed. 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Poo hoo to the Who's, he was graciously humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open for a minute or two. Then the Who's down in Whoville will all cry boo hoo. Listening real hard, he heard over the snow a quiet sound that started to grow. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was joyfully singing without presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas for coming. It came somehow or another. It came just the same. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. The Grinch puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened next in Whoville, they say? The Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. He returned toys and trees and food for the feast, and he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. So we welcome you all to this place called Connection as we explore our third week of Dr. Seuss's collection. It's the Grinch that we're covering today by and by as we celebrate Christmas here in July. My name's Carrie Jones. Good morning to you. And I'm Alan Jones. How do you do? <laughs> we are two sinners who have been saved by Lord Jesus. Let's bow our heads. And now can you pray with us? 
Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for laughter and for bringing us here on this uh, warm July day when we think about Christmas in July. May these words and this message be a catalyst to change and transform us. May our hearts grow three sizes bigger so that ultimately we can be a part of transformation of the world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. It's Christmas in July. Things fun. As people are leaving last service, I'm saying Merry Christmas, and they kind of giggle. But isn't it fun to be able to say Merry Christmas in July? It's awesome. Anyway, well, well, wait a minute. Turn to the person next to you and say Merry Christmas. Christmas. Now go the other way. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially when it's 97 outside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The Grinch who stole Christmas. One of the most well-known uh, Seuss stories, uh, always popular at Christmas time, but really well-known now that I guess two movies, uh, a cartoon version and a you know, real-life people version are, are out there. It's the, it's the story of someone who hated Christmas for whatever reason, uh, but not only did they hate it, they, he wanted to ruin it for everyone else as well. Have you ever known anybody like that who didn't want to just be themselves miserable, but they wanted to make sure everybody joined them just to prove that old axiom, misery loves company, yeah. And you know, if a company isn't already there, that miserable person's gonna do what they can to try to create it, amen? Yeah. Amen. Well, the Grinch thought that he could make everyone miserable by stealing their Christmas, literally. Stealing their presents, stealing their trees, stealing the food for the feast, including the hoo pudding and the hoo The hoo pudding <coughs> and the hoo roast beast. His plan was to bring himself joy by stealing the joy of those around him, but he found out differently. It's because the hoos did not realize Uh, rely on gifts, they didn't rely on trees, they didn't rely on food for feasts to bring them the joy of Christmas. They were joyfully singing, we saw that in that uh, Dr. Seuss book, joyfully singing because Christmas came from their heart. We're reminded here of the very first Christmas, it's found in the book of Luke chapter 2, let's take a look. And this is a story that's a little over 2,000 years old, so it's been around a while. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, 
which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Mm. So that first Christmas is told by Luke. We're not in the middle of a gift exchange, are we? Nope. We don't see presents. There was singing, glorious singing, a heavenly host singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to all. The only gift we see that first Christmas in this story by Luke is the gift of Jesus Christ. The Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. He was the gift. He still is the gift. The gift of God the Father to you and to me. A gift of God's grace. A gift of God's unconditional love. God entering the world, looking like us, human form. Emmanuel, God with us to walk with us, talk with us, and even allow himself to be crucified by us. The ultimate sacrifice exchanging his life for my sin, your sin, our sin. That we might live through eternity with God. Talk about the ultimate gift. Not earned, certainly not deserved, but freely given by God so that we might freely receive it. And the shepherds shared that gift with everyone who they met, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. The gift of Christmas, certainly not found in a store, not wrapped in the boxes under our trees. And the shepherds knew this. The Grinch came to realize it as well, and when he did, His heart grew three sizes in one day. Wow. Just think about our lives. When we receive Christ as the ultimate gift, as our Savior, and how our heart grows with Christ who resides in us. How much our heart would grow when we understand and celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. And so you might be wondering, why Christmas in July? Well, my answer to that would be, why not? (laughs) Why not? You know, every day we celebrate Jesus' presence, in effect, we're celebrating Christmas, aren't we? Because in order for Jesus to be there, we had to have Christmas Day. We had to have his birth. You know, I remember my dad used to say, every day is a holiday, and as far as I'm concerned, that holiday is Christmas, thanks to Jesus Christ. Well, today we're going to use this celebration of Christmas in July to kick off Operation Christmas Child. We call it OCC around here. You see, OCC is part of our worldwide mission work right here at Connection Community Church. We've been doing this for several years. It's a simple concept with transforming possibilities. A box, a simple shoebox filled with very simple gifts. 
but even more important than the little gifts that go in here is that each child who receives this box will receive the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ, how Jesus loves them in their own language. That's what's the most important. You see, we think it's about Christmas gifts. No, it's about sharing the ultimate gift of Jesus Christ with those who desperately need that message. Here's the really cool thing about that. When they receive this, and they receive a track of the gospel message, they also are enrolled in a 12-week discipleship program. It's like putting them in alpha when they receive the box so that they can understand and read the Bible and learn and grow and talk about what that means. So this is much more, much more than pens and socks and little fuzzy animal stuffed <laughs> animals that go in here. It's about sharing Christ and that's what should be burning in our hearts to do that. I just heard an interesting fact. I've just got to go for that. I might get it wrong, but if we have 100 kids under the age of 14, 20 of them won't make it to eight, No, 80 of them? 25 will live to age 14. 75% won't. 75% won't make it in these countries that get this box. There's an urgency, Connection Community Church, an urgency to share Jesus with these kids who sound to me like they're dying right before our eyes, or actually not before our eyes. That's why it's easy to forget. That's why. So we have here at Connection our mission, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers. That's our discipleship piece, living it out. We also have core values, um, bedrock beliefs, and our to-do list. And on our to-do list, that's been on our to-do list for 13 years since we opened our doors, is go everywhere and share the good news with all creation. That comes from Mark 16, verse 15. So uh, this box helps us do that. And it's a simple reminder that with God, all things are possible. So we're going to make this real. Uh, we've had Marielle, our niece here before, who's actually gone to Mongolia and delivered these boxes. But today, we're going to hear from Alex and how a simple shoebox transformed his life. The death toll has now risen to nearly one million dead in the small African nation of Rwanda. There was no life. There was no life. Children were scattered, like Alex. Militias who were hunting for the Tutsis in our neighborhood, they knew that my grandmother um, was a Tutsi and our whole family was a Tutsi, so they started. We, are, we were among the first people who were hunted down. These militias came to our house and they said, all of you kids, go back inside the house. And we're looking through the window while they tortured our grandmother to death. 
it wasn't strangers that just killed our grandmother. It was our neighbors who we knew by name. And then my aunt started getting sick. She's about to pass away and didn't know who would take care of me and my brother. She went across the street uh, to this orphanage called uh, Jisimba Memorial Center. We were admitted in the orphanage. Then three months later, she also dies. Personally, I was really, really angry and searching for something. Then Operation Christmas Child came in our orphanage and just having something that we could call our own, that we could play with and that could take our minds off of what happened during the war. Receiving that shoebox was just the beginning of my faith. I started to understand that the world hasn't forgotten. It reminded us that, you know, someone out there cared for us. <laughs> Minnesota. I love everything about Minnesota, but one thing, and that's the snow and the cold. He had prayed that the Lord would just give him one shot and um, that there was this one opportunity for him to have to get out of Rwanda. My mom, she is a testament to the love of Jesus Christ for following God's voice. I'm just so thankful that I'm his mom. Alex has a call in his life. I don't know what it will be. I just know it will be extraordinary. Operation Christmas Child wanted to give me that opportunity to deliver shoeboxes in the orphanage, in the same orphanage that I grew up in, and the same orphanage that I received in mine. When I received that gift, I got that message of hope which continued to answer my questions of why I was alive. And I believe without a doubt that Operation Christmas Child can have a, a big part in bringing hope and love in the people of Rwanda. Coming to understand that God loved me and God loved not just me, but everybody, including those people who killed my family. I'm trying to go to the prison to see if I can meet with the people who killed my family and to just share the message of forgiveness that uh, I've gotten to have through Jesus Christ. Father, pray that may continue to bless him, Lord, and just give him peace that he deserves. <laughs> Thank you for your love and your kindness. I pray that your spirit may be with him and just protect him wherever he goes, Lord. I may have the peace that comes through you, Lord. We saw God. We saw God's love. And after Alex confessed it to him that he was forgiving him, because he has trusted in Christ, he has known a God who is forgiving, the act was so humbling. 
after which they hugged each other. Man, I cried. I worshipped God in my heart and said, we still have a God that can really transform hearts. That is a powerful God. The God who did that in my life, protecting me through the war, is the God who is working in their lives, is the God who is with them each and every day, the God who is using something as simple as a shoebox to change a kid's life. We're at my orphanage that I grew up in. I received the shoebox here. So now I'm back to deliver shoeboxes. That's probably one of the most exciting things I'm gonna get a chance to do in my life. So I'm very excited. Operation Christmas Child has continued to spread the gasp around the world using one simple box that carries a powerful message of Jesus Christ. You know, life is tough but God is still faithful. You know, I, I've seen this video a lot now, and what struck me is that Alex received the shoebox, and then he received Christ in his heart, and that gave him hope. Did you hear his adoptive mom say he just prayed for one more chance or something like that. It's, it's Christ who resides in our hearts, who, you know, things aren't ever like done. We always have hope for a better tomorrow or a second chance or, or something new. And that's what Alex had even before he was you know, went to the jail, and oh my gosh, that huge forgiveness. Think about how much lighter he was and, and the man who murdered his family. But, but it started before, it started in the orphanage of him feeling the hope of Christ. So that's what mm -hmm. this is about. That's what this is about. Yeah. You know, simple acts of kindness, like sharing God's love through a shoebox, can transform the world. We said that before here. Simple acts done with God's love can change the world. Simple act of, of putting together a shoebox. So between now and Christmas, we're going to be working together to transform the world one shoebox at a time. Two ways we're going to be doing this. Uh, the one is that as a church, we're going to fill 400 shoeboxes. If you really put that in perspective, that's not much. We have over 400 people who regularly attend here on a Sunday morning. So that's not even mind-boggling, is it? That's like doable. Uh, periodically, we're going to ask you to bring things to fill the boxes, pencils, crayons, toothbrushes. This is a great time as all these sales are going on, you know, for school... I was in a Walmart the other day. They had notebooks for 17 cents, these normally 88-cent notebooks. I bought five. I don't even know why I bought them. I just, uh, it's at 17 cents, I couldn't pass it up. Well, we have an Operation Shoebox little drawer in, in our office so we can put That's not what it, but I mean, I was just 17 cents for a note. I know I'd have a use for it someplace. So if you bought, there's a little thing. We have a tree out there you can pick off little things to fill these boxes. I ought to auction this one. 25 spiral notebooks at 17 cents a piece. This is like under five bucks. This is like, wow. 
That's less than uh, that's le less than a, a, a lunch out someplace. Jeez. Then on November 3rd, we're going to have a party. We're going to have a packing party where we fill 400 boxes and get them ready to send. Cost to send a box is seven bucks. Uh, you don't have to have high-level math to figure out 400 times seven is $2,800. It's not in our budget. We're going to do some fundraising to make that happen. We'll find some ways to, to, to come up with 2800 bucks. $2,800 to ship these boxes and share the message of Jesus Christ to some kids on the other side of the world. Well, in addition to the 400 boxes that will be assembled as we bring in our stuff and all that will go into the boxes, we are asking you as a family to take boxes and to fill boxes. It's so much fun. It really is fun. You get to be creative, and it doesn't cost very much. You can fill a box. You can get, you can spend a lot, or you can spend like seven or eight dollars. Go to the dollar store and fill the box. Pencils, you know, easy stuff that those kids do not have. And then the eight dollars for the shipping. Seven. $7 for the shipping, excuse me, $15. So we're going to unashamedly, I can't say that word. We're just going to do it. We're going to do it. And you know what? You know what? Okay, so you're saying, man, this is a big sale p sales pitch for Operation Christmas Child. Okay, it yes, is. Yes, it is. It is. So and we're buy. not ashamed of that <laughs> because it's important to be able to reach kids that we cannot reach. Can you imagine if Alex hadn't gotten this? Mm. Here's how the Jones family is gonna do this. So we have five grandkids. We have- Five wonderful, adorable, wonderful, adorable grandchildren. We have four biological kids and then three more that God gave us through marriage. <laughs> so that's 12. We're going to take from their stash at Christmas, so we're going to do 12 boxes. Wow, that's a lot of boxes. Are you kidding me? $180? I mean, think about that. Think about how quick we spend. And this has such an eternal difference. It can make an eternal difference in a life. So we're going to challenge you and to you get know, creative. At that level, we're just redirecting money. I mean, we didn't we even have to create new it's money It's not even there. sacrificial. We just, yeah, they're sacrificing. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to give them the label. I, fi I figured this out. Devin, we're going to give you the label of the box that we're going to send in your name. And Merry Christmas. Name. Yeah, Merry Christmas and Harper's name. And you're going to be able to track your box and see what kid gets something in honor of of you guys. So we're really, really excited because we can make a difference in the life of a kid. So we're going to ask you to, to pray about how you would be a part of this mm -hmm. because it's really important. Mm -hmm. It is so important. Mm -hmm. Give some thought when somebody says, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Or hey, what do you want for your birthday? Hey, how about a shoebox? That's what we could do. That's what we could do That's together. That's what I'm gonna do. I can never figure out when the kids say, what do you want for, I don't know. I don't, this year it'll be, give me a shoe, send a shoe box for me. Right. 
or two or whatever, right? So redirect some of your Christmas money in a different direction. Uh, let's face it, we have an overabundance anyway. Our kids have an overabundance. They're not going to be suffering if we take 15 bucks, 12, 30 bucks and redirect it. No offense, I'm, most of you probably have an overabundance. You probably have storage problems because you got so much stuff. Get a gift, different gift this year. People of Whoville, let's redirect here. People of Whoville had a joy-filled Christmas with or without presents. As the Grinch came to realize, as his little heart grew three sizes that day, Christmas doesn't come from a store. Christmas means oh so much more. And you know, you and I don't need presents to celebrate Christmas because we celebrated it this morning right here, haven't we? No presents, no hoopla, no three-ring circus, just a simple Christmas message that Christ was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Yeah. There's some kids out there who don't even know what Christmas is. They don't know who Jesus is, and they certainly at this point don't know what salvation means. And the gift that we're going to send them is just a simple, practical way of letting them know that somebody cares, letting them know that there's a God out there who loves them, letting them know that there's more to life than what they've experienced up to that point in time. Simple shoebox with some gifts, but even more importantly, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And that shoebox not only can transform a life, those boxes can change the world. So I encourage you, let's be a part of Jesus' plan, as we read in Mark 16, 15, his plan to share the good news with all creation. And the way we're going to try to do at least our piece of that this year is one shoebox at a time. Amen? So sharing the good news of Jesus Christ today, let's believe it, let's live it, and now all, let's pray. Almighty God, um, gosh, that really uh, just uh, convicted me when Alan said about how we have storage issues and how my drawers are full and fallen out with clothes that I don't use anymore and my closet's packed and forgive us, forgive me for wanting more and more and more when there's so many people who don't have two t-shirts, let alone 20. Thank you for the opportunity to partner with Samaritan's Purse and their Operation Christmas Child movement that is across the globe. We're partnering with churches, Lord. Thank you for that. And organizations transform the world one shoebox at a time. We thank you, Lord, for what you give us each and every day, for a roof over our head, the food on the table, and all that we have. We pray this and thank you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and in all that gathered said, 
Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.